It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints has released a new 35 page pamphlet designed to enhance understanding between those of Muslim and Latter day Saint faiths. Important to note, during the past 50 years, Muslims and Latter-day Saints have been engaged in interfaith initiatives throughout the world to provide relief to the poor, strengthen families, and build supportive communities. Latter-day Saint leaders work regularly with important Muslim leaders around the world on issues regarding family, religious freedom, and more. Latter-day Saint Charities uh, has worked with Islamic Relief to provide millions of dollars of needed relief in dozens of countries. So this new resource, uh, which was first mentioned, by the way, by Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles at a conference on Islam down at Brigham Young University back in October of 2021, the pamphlet introduces Muslim followers of Islam and Latter-day Saints, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to each other. Uh, The booklet is really the fruit of years of work, including collaboration with Muslim imams. Now, you all know that I am always looking for patterns. Patterns that will help us break down barriers and remove wedges in order to transcend divides and, and really build bridges. So these two world religious leaders provided an amazing model that applies not just to interfaith work, but that should be emulated in conversations between nations, governments, businesses, and communities. It's also a powerful pattern for more meaningful, peaceful, interpersonal conversations with people who think, live, or believe differently than you. So as we move through this fascinating and inspiring interfaith approach to building bridges between two religious faiths, listen for ways that you can use this pattern in a host of other areas in your life. So let's begin with Elder David A. Bednar, who began by laying out the four major themes of their presentation. We plan to address four main topics. First, Latter-day Saints and Muslims are both people of faith, and we have much in common. Second, we want to directly address false and cruel comments voiced or written by some of our church members about Muslims. Third, we will describe resources BYU and the church have prepared to assist in understanding and strengthening our relationship with followers of Islam. And fourth, Muslims and Latter-day Saints differ, of course, in some core doctrines, but we have many similar beliefs, values, and lifestyles. So if you look at those four topics, those four themes or patterns, it really is, if you break it down simply, one, start with common ground. Two, address erroneous thinking, unkind, or misperceptions of any type, first in yourself or your organization. Third, make sure you have resources and material to build bridges and foster friendship and real relationships. And four, Acknowledge disagreement and differences while celebrating the similarities. That's such a great pattern. 
Elder Bednar went on to discuss how the Church of Jesus Christ has worked with Muslim faith leaders and scholars to create this pamphlet to improve understanding between the two religions. Over the past several years, our church and several Muslim imams and scholars have worked together intensively to prepare a pamphlet that we are pleased to introduce this evening. As you can see from the title, Muslims and Latter-day Saints, Beliefs, Values, and Lifestyles. It describes what we share in common, and that, tr- and that truly is much more than many people might expect. Elder Garrett W. Gahn then explained how the pamphlet hopes to increase understanding. Seeking to understand shared beliefs, values, and lifestyles underscores the need for mutual respect and humility. The introduction of our pamphlet begins, The intent of this pamphlet is to introduce Muslims, followers of Islam, and Latter-day Saints, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to each other. At a time when societies and religious believers want and need mutual understanding, this pamphlet signifies a conscientious effort to provide dignity and tolerance for Muslim and Latter-day Saint believers. It represents hours of conversation and study by religious scholars and others, including Muslims from diverse backgrounds. It recognizes that no individual scholar or religious imam or group of scholars or imams can represent all of Islam. It does not interpret the Quran. It does seek to understand some Islamic tenets and practices as explained by Muslim scholars and religious leaders and to portray these tenets in a positive and engaging manner. Elder Gong went on to talk about how Muslims live all over the world uh, in harmony with Christians, uh, even right here in the state of Utah. Muslims live in many different countries and circumstances across the world. In each, they express faith, pray, fast, help the poor, have sacred places and clothing. In many places in the world, Christians and Muslims live side by side. Here in Utah, for example, some 60,000 Muslim believers from 100 different, 120 different countries can worship in some 13 mosques. As neighbors and friends, Muslims and Latter-day Saints work together in days of community service. Elder Gong also went on to speak about the importance of defending religious liberty for all faiths. As we meet with Muslim leaders across the world, we talk about defending religious freedom. People of faith need to stand together for tolerance and dignity of people of all religious beliefs. In our Articles of Faith, a basic statement of our fundamental beliefs, the 11th article states, we claim the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, or what they may. Joseph Smith, the prophet who founded our church, declared, I am just as ready to die in defending the rights of a Presbyterian, a Baptist, or a good man of any other denomination, for the same principle which would trample upon the rights of the Latter-day Saints would trample upon the rights of the Roman Catholics or any other denomination who may be unpopular. Having that joint uh, commitment to make sure that all religions are protected, that all have that freedom, 
Elder David A. Bednar, who participated in the G20 Interfaith Forum, uh, had some remarks about his experience there. I was honored to be invited to represent our church and participate in that important forum. As you mentioned, it was during the height of the pandemic, at a time when governments had deemed certain activities essential and others non-essential. The non-essential activities were often severely restricted, and unfortunately, participating in religious activities had been deemed non-essential by by some governments, including several states in the United States. Visiting houses of worship had been restricted more than activities such as visiting gambling casinos or liquor stores, which were deemed essential. I always marveled at that, that uh, gas stations and uh, other places were essential, but religious places, houses of worship were not. Uh, Elder Bednar went on to share uh, part of his message from the G20 Interfaith Forum, talking about how essential faith actually is for communities around the world. For billions of people around the world, religion is the very center of our lives and the core of our identity. Our faith calls upon us to love God above all else. It defines who and what we are, how we understand the meaning of our lives, and how we live each day. It is the source of our strength, consolation, and hope amidst sorrow, travail, and death. Faith traditions are the incubators and shapers of family and community life, creating and sustaining the spiritual ties that link and bind people together. Religion transmits moral and social truths to the next generation. Can anything be more vital? Our faith is more than just important to our dignity as human beings. It is essential. My call is for respect, accommodation, and cooperation, for creative solutions that mitigate the threat of COVID-19 while not cutting people off from an essential part of their lives. We're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer. This is such an important topic in terms of how do we build those bridges? How do we get rid of wedges? We're going to continue uh, this with Elder David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. We're staying with the conversation just a little bit longer. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints released a new 35-page pamphlet designed designed to enhance understanding between those of Muslim and Latter-day Saint faiths. And it is a model for a lot of the discussions we're trying to bridge in this country. Uh, they laid out four principles, uh, Elder 
uh, David A. Bednar and Elder Garrett W. Gong, uh, that I think these principles are so important to any discussion, interfaith or otherwise, that we start with common ground, we address erroneous thinking or unkindness and, or misperceptions of any kind in ourselves first, uh, also talking about having the resources, material to build bridges to foster friendship, and then acknowledging different disagreements and, and differences while celebrating the similarities to common ground, which always leads to higher ground. Uh, Elder Bednar shared a number of examples of how the Church of Jesus Christ and uh, the those of the Muslim faith uh, have worked together on various projects around the world. He shared one in particular of President Nelson visiting the victims of the attacks, uh, attacks on the mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. Again, this is just one of many examples of how Latter-day Saints have worked together with our Muslim brothers and sisters to assist in alleviating suffering and ensuring that all of humankind are treated with kindness, compassion, and respect. More recently, in May of 2019, just a few months after the tragic March attack on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, President Russell M. Nelson was visiting that country. He made a special visit to meet with leaders and others from the Al-Nur Mosque. President Nelson expressed hope and encouragement and quietly made a financial contribution from our church to help repair the mosques and assist the injured. Elder Gong shared his experience, who was actually on that trip in supporting the mosque victims in New Zealand. I was very grateful to stand together with our church president in love and solidarity with our Muslim friends. We reached out to individuals who had been injured in the mosque attacks, and I was glad we could provide practical help in the face of tragedy and pain, and pledged to work together to increase understanding. I was fortunate enough to be covering that particular uh, trip with President Nelson and with Elder Gong, and uh, saw the interaction between the imams and the other leaders uh, from the mosque uh, that was attacked so viciously. Uh, It was an extraordinary moment. Uh, It was a true coming together uh, for the betterment of individuals, for a community, uh, and for society, which is truly the the model in action. Now, Elder Gong and Elder Bednar went on to address some of the comments that some members of the Church of Jesus Christ had made towards Muslims uh, that they felt needed to be corrected. That brings us to our second topic. It saddens me that we need to address this topic, but we want to do so directly. We're aware that on occasion, a few church members have made false and cruel comments about Muslims. We need not repeat such comments or the biased thoughts or feelings behind them, but we do want to respond to them directly. Elder Bednar, how would you respond to those who make such comments? Not only are disparaging generalized statements inaccurate and wrong, they are also highly offensive. First, prejudicial statements reflect a lack of knowledge or understanding of the beliefs and actions of others. Second, such biases cause those who feel that way to overlook the kindness and goodness of the overwhelming majority of all Muslims. We feel badly and misrepresented when a news report notes that someone who committed a grievous crime was a Latter-day Saint, or when our church is confused with offshoot groups whose conduct is contrary to ours. In a similar way, to suggest that all Muslims are tied to grievous crimes here in the U.S. or elsewhere in the world 
is just as inaccurate and offensive to Muslims. Muslims disavow any such actions, just as Latter-day Saints do. Every major religion has extremists who misinterpret the teachings of their own religion or who seek to do wrong in the name of religion. Those are vital principles, to be sure. Uh, One of the interesting things Elder Bednar went on to share were specific similarities uh, between Islam and the church. As we undertook this effort with Muslim colleagues, we noticed how much there is in common between the two faiths. For example, both Latter-day Saints and Muslims have sincerely held beliefs like faith in God, prophets, scriptures, and holy places. We share common values like the importance of family, chastity, and helping those in need. The lifestyles of both, of both faiths, practices such as prayer, fasting, and protecting our physical health are central and important. The common beliefs, values, and practices in both faiths extend beyond any political, ethnic, or cultural boundaries. Concluding his portion on the program, Elder Gong shared uh, the two great commandments and how we can apply those to our relationships with people from any faith and people of no faith at all. Followers of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism are often referred to as the children of the book. We, Abrahamic faiths, share a common spiritual heritage linked to Abraham. As Latter-day Saints, we consider all humanity, all humankind, our brothers and sisters. Of these, currently some 1.8 billion individuals across the earth profess belief in Islam. Jesus Christ teaches the two great commandments are to love God and to love one another. Greater understanding of one another helps us love one another more. May we learn to share and understand openly and accurately so we can meet with extended hands of respect and goodwill, not clenched fists of ignorance or antagonism. I love that open arms and hands rather than clenched fists. Elder Bednar uh, concluded his portion of the program uh, promising to protect religious freedom uh, and all that can happen when we link arms and work together. In a similar way, When the waves of opposition to religious freedom sweep across this or any other nation, or when prejudice and hatred toward any people threaten either of us, we desire to join with you to ensure that our collective right to worship and to seek peace and prosperity persists. As apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, Elder Gong and I humbly pray that the God of Abraham the God of us all, will watch over and bless each of us in this important and essential endeavor. Such uh, vital principles, uh, again, building from that foundation of common ground, addressing erroneous thinking or misperceptions of any kind, making sure you're building bridges and fostering friendships, and then acknowledging the differences while celebrating the similarities uh, really is a, a pattern that's worth it. Dr. Martin Luther King said, I'm convinced that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they don't communicate with each other, and they don't communicate with each other because they are separated from each other. 
So I think in this new 35-page pamphlet from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it really is designed uh, to help those of the Muslim and Latter-day Saint faiths connect. But it's also a model for all of us. It's a powerful pattern for meaningful, peaceful, interpersonal conversations, especially with people who think, live, or believe different than you. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Much more to come. Hour number two, right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.